This is a podcast of the Nuffield Department of Medicine. Today we'll be speaking to Professor Jens Richer about his research in biological imaging. So Jens, what is high-throughput screening? Unfortunately, the instrument that's used is a little bit too, too big to bring into the office. Therefore, I brought like a normal traditional Petri dish and I bought this well plate to illustrate the principle. So normally people use these Petri dishes on a single microscope. Today, we essentially use a robotic platform, and this platform more or less has like this particular one, 384 wells in it. And the images we capture are very different from images you would capture with your phone or ca our camera. So we, um, you see now an image which is a bright field image of cells, and they have very little contrast. If we want to look inside the cells, we need to use fluorescent labels. So you see now that by fluorescent labels, the nuclei light up. And of course, now that we have so many experiments on one plate, we generate a large volume of data. That justifies why we sort of need computational tools to analyze these data sets. Can you tell us about your research in biological imaging? The goal of my research in biological imaging is to build computational tools that improve our understanding of cellular function. As cells divide, they go through what's a process which is called a cell cycle. Uh, they move, and of course they die as well, which is important to cancer research. And all these processes are tightly regulated. We are just in the time where we do large-scale video microscopy. So building the tools that analyzes these video feeds that come from high-throughput instruments is um, a significant challenge. This is really, in some sense, not much different to the work I've done before where we analyzed surveillance videos or news feeds. We looked how people move, what actions they perform, and try to understand scenes. It's an area which is called computer vision. Now we are essentially translating these tools on the microscopic scale and extend them to extract biologically relevant information. How does this apply to phenotypic screening? When you walk along the beach and you find different types of seashells, a scientist would basically say the different colors and the different shapes and sizes, they're all different phenotypes. And in some sense, we now want to define phenotypes of cells. Even within one cell type, say a liver cell line, these cells will behave differently. They will have, you know, different genetic defects or they react differently in their environment. So by these measurements we are taking from the images, by looking at their function, we want to define the different phenotypes. And then in collaboration with experimental scientists, we want to understand how the phenotype is either pre-programmed or how it can be affected. What are the most important lines of research that have developed over the last five or ten years? Well, first of all, the whole idea of fluorescence imaging, of labeling interior parts of the cell, label like now proteins, um, and, and make very intrinsic cellular functions visible is one important area. 
the second very important area is the progress we've made in understanding natural images and also um, medical images, you know, images that are taken by x-rays and ultrasound. Um, we are more or less translating and extending these techniques into microscopy imaging now. Um, another very important line of research which really affects a lot of us today is the, is the, the work that's been done in machine learning. Recognizing patterns, understanding patterns, and finding these patterns in very noisy data. So these three things really come together and I think enable us to do really exciting things in biological imaging now. Why does your line of research matter and why should we put money into it? We need new tools to improve target discovery and drug development. Um, a lot of drugs fail or drug developments fail fairly late in the development process um, and, and therefore are very expensive. If we have better information up front, um, we do believe that we can improve our target discovery and drug development overall. This kind of high, large-scale biology we've been talking about is, is probably one tool that will help improve this process. And secondly, the use of more relevant model systems will also help us in the sense that we, we will have sort of cellular systems that provide us with better and more predictive data. Um, you now see a video of um, what's called sort of an organoid. It's sort of a little model of the intestinal epithelium. It grows in a, within a few days. It grows from a single cell. And we can already monitor its growth process. Ultimately, we would like to look inside those cell cultures and make very detailed measurements on how it develops, what cell types are active, and how the cells move around within that um, cell culture. And ultimately, we believe that these kinds of models will really improve um, biological discovery. How does your research fit into translational medicine within the department? The overall goal of the Target Discovery Institute is to improve the discovery of new targets, and also build better tools that help researchers within the university to translate basic biological insights into potential leads for drug development. The work I'm talking about, biological imaging, is part of the computational platform that's necessary to facilitate this process. So it's a building block of, um, of target discovery, and therefore it fits in the department and also within the um, Ludwig Institute of Cancer Research. Thanks, Hans.